0: Well, hey there. Welcome back to this mini-series on all of the things that we have learned so far about drama during the past 18 months or so of this podcast support community mashup where we simply aim to uncover um, how much of our lives is actually caused by unprocessed events and unhealthy brain programming. Exactly. Well, here is a general take on the knowledge gained through academic, peer-reviewed, personal, and interpersonal learning so far. And to get more of this in the not-so-condensed version, stay tuned to hear the rundown of those options at the end of the show. But let's get into today's little mini-talk. So, we covered trauma last time, and it's not so mysterious, is it, really? I mean, like, considering how it can make life one long episode of Scooby-Doo and Practicum, where the ghost always ends up being your own implicit memory system under the mask of projected past terror. It's not actually so mysterious, yeah? Cool. So, let's move on to talking about what might bring you here more specifically. This complex trauma designation. What's the C? What is the difference between PTSD and CPTSD? AKA finding out that the old timey coal miner ghost is still your brain. Sorry. But it is in cahoots with the spirits of your generationally tormented family and social system. So there's that. In a nutshell, CPTSD is the same brain mechanism and downstream nightmare that we just discussed last time in our PTSD talk, but specifically it's going to be defined by the timing, the nature, and the persistence of trauma. And what I think we need to focus on more than the trauma itself is that all of these factors tend to impart lifelong destructive programming on your head. So CPTSD takes place early in life, during periods when the brain is still developing. For anyone who's wondering, that continues into your 30s, even though it's common to cut off CPTSD events at 18. The nature of complex trauma is also relational, meaning it's usually about social traumas like cultural and environmental events, abuse, addictions, tumult and neglect, a.k.a. all of the things that you didn't experience or learn about also matter. And CPTSD is more than a one-time hit. It's generally from multiple factors, combining over extents of time, known as our developmental years, in order to create brains like these. So, yeah, sometimes there are going to be events to point to, like specific memories that we cannot handle, we've tried to compartmentalize and forget. But under closer examination, it generally turns out that it's actually kind of this whole period over here of, you know, up to 20 or 30 years that's riddled with reasons why we were under stress or self-destruction. So for many people with complex trauma, the complexity comes from the entire social environment that they were existing within. So their family of origin may have had some major upsets, such as being violent, addictive, cold, overbearing, scapegoating, corporally punishing, or completely absent. But then there were also more likely some subtle toxicities floating around that no one really had the time to notice such as also having shaming, critical, fearful, tribalist, unemotional, or overly emotional, perfectionistic, or helpless strings that were probably also echoed in our larger social system as well. Which is to say, on a side note, um, don't even get me started on the prevalence of narcissistic abuse around these parts. And I mean in both the common male grandiose or female vulnerable forms because it turns out that we often tend to have pretty similar parental and social brain patterning. It just presents differently depending on our circumstances. That's what I've learned this year. Now, because on top of these direct family influences, the surrounding culture is going to matter as well, that has to be taken into account. Was there a whole community of accepted addiction, abuse, helplessness, violence, and lack of opportunity? Or maybe it was indoctrinated with religious, academic, and social perfectionism that always managed to blame the individual for not being emotionless and high-achieving enough. These are the characteristics that tend to define complex trauma as being so complex. Because the trends are layered with varying degrees of subtlety, they're dispersed among at least several humans for a bubble of trauma to surround the individual. And, you know, because unraveling an entire lifetime of unhealthy brain development and neural programming is a pretty complicated process that seemingly has no start or end point. Now, with traditional ptsd as we've always defined it there's generally an event or a period of time that needs to be examined processed and stitched into the lifelong story for a person to be able to move on it's not to say that ptsd is less significant just that it's a little less hidden in the story of a human's entire autobiographical history And it's also probably going to be a bit less of an unavoidably triggered everyday sort of experience. So with CPTSD, yeah, there might be some big events that we can name as being really fucked up, like extremely abusive memories, personal losses, or very rapid transitions in life. Anything that kind of redirects the brain extremely quickly. And there also may be more of a low-lying, simmering, traumatic smudge that just covers the entire life history of the individual, whether they've actually ever gotten the alternative social experiences that are necessary to name their memories as actually r- really toxic or not. Now, for some of us, there weren't these enormous upsets. Trauma is just the family narrative, such as cases of what we call basic poverty neglect, where opportunities for enrichment were limited and the kids were kind of just brought up knowing that they were considered burdens. Or cases of the opposite, dominating control from neurotic parents who mask their authoritarian rule in just caring so much while also damning their children to them everything like for their entire lives here it's accepted like this is considered pretty typical in our larger society and in both of these cases you're probably also going to be considered quote ridiculous for thinking that there's any other alternative but either way Unfortunately, family cultures of abuse, neglect and self-abandonment often dismiss even big blatant traumas such as sexual and physical abuse. These are things that, quote, "we all went through and you should be glad that you don't have it worse. Let it go already." I mean, I really I really wish that I hadn't heard that so many times from so many people but this is a very real response to childhood trauma from many of our families, and it's shockingly common. So that being said, it's really no wonder that many of our clans are also going to turn a self-preservatory blind eye towards the more subtle versions of neglect, such as emotional and mental abuse. Now. The things that don't leave a mark on your body and can't be pursued by law seem to be the most easily swept under the rug, obviously. But I'm here to tell you these things matter because they leave a mark on your brain. They build your brain structures with the same unhealthy patterns and programs that your family had, and those become impossible to separate from yourself in lifelong practice, especially long-term when they become piled on top of each other in one massive orgy of unhealthy narratives, fucked-up core beliefs, traumatic brain programming, identity splitting, self-shaming interpretations of the past, present, and future, which, spoilers, all have a tendency to become dissociative patterns, um, mental health failures, and chronic physical health mysteries, substance reliances and over or underachieving trends, you know, right around the onset of adult age. And then that goes on to eventually define our entire lifetimes. These are the reasons why complex trauma really matters. Now, if you are looking to properly traditionally define CPTSD, You're probably waiting for a conversation here about ACEs, or adverse childhood events. And, you know, I'm happy to give you the list, but I will also be happily honest and tell you that you can just Google that shit, and it's going to have the same impact. So let me just summarize the list of ACEs very quickly, and you can take a look later if you need to have some kind of a score for your degree of possible childhood trauma. So... Was anyone in your family in jail, violent, sexually coercive, addicted? Did your parents get divorced? Did they have depression or other emotional or mental health hiccups? Did you lose anyone at a young age? Were you economically challenged? Was your entire community? It's questions like that. At the root of it, Aces just ask, Was your early social environment chaotic and routinely upset? Or, curveball, was it extremely emotionally distanced and falsely forced to appear completely normal through moderating your own behavior? That might be the bigger question. But either way, congratulations, because you might have CPTSD. Long-term, pervasive experiences of your brain getting thrown curveballs and having to make extreme corrections to stay afloat. That is the basis of complex trauma. And I mean, what does that actually mean for you as far as this continuing life shittery talk that we're having? I mean, yeah, there's the shame, the blame, the depression, the anxiety, obsession, neuroticism, the hypervigilance, the hypersensitivity or hyposensitivity to stimulation, the insane stress responses, the systemic biological failures, the bad relationships, codependence, and attachment fluctuations, the helplessness, the memory problems, the emotional feast or famine, the avoidance, the rigidity, the anger towards self and others, the isolation, the insomnia. I can go on, and we will in the rest of this mini series. But today, let's take one step back. And then let's talk about brain patterns that come out of this trauma, not just the big flashy symptoms that we've all heard about a billion times already. Let's talk about the ways that your head works automatically based on how it was trained to work in an early upset environment and the ways that those programs are creating bigger problems for you in your life, even as an adult. That snowball into creating all of the aforementioned self-destroying symptoms. So, first of all, with a brain that is relationally traumatized, as in your interactions with other human beings have made your brain dodge hard to the left or right at various points based on how things have suddenly taken place, you are inherently going to have a very oppositional view of yourself. You've probably been taught that you are very good or very bad, but probably never anything in between. We tend to be overly punished or put on a pedestal. During the course of dramatic rumination, you've also probably spent a fair amount of time considering all of the ways that you are the worst as well as those fleeting moments in life when you were actually considered acceptable. Now, this is going to give you a double-edged view of self that often winds up getting split into compartmentalized constructs of you because the whole system is so black and white. So this means you might feel capable and optimistic for a few fleeting days there. Like, finally, you see the light and you feel good enough to bask in it. Only to be struck down into the filth again, the moment that your brain cracks open a door that leads towards self-doubt, or an old memory, or your assumptions about how others are interpreting you, or how your life, quote, has to proceed. Secondly, With this system of I don't know who I am or how I really feel about that in your own brain, you also don't have a baseline standard to decide how you feel about anything, anything or anybody else. So this means you'll have what people like to call a hard life with indecisive or impulsive strains much of the time one in which you commonly end up sacrificing your own wants and needs to cater to undeserving outside entities. If you estimate your own worth to be zero, then everyone and everything will rank more highly than you. You will always put them first. You will always appeal to outside opinions. Even when internally your brain and body are on fire, because this is clearly not the right thing for you, you will still bend to their will. And you'll spend a lot of time spinning in circles, trying to figure out what is the quote, right thing that you are quote, allowed to do. In a similar vein, you're probably also going to end up in a lot of later social troubles which become life performance troubles for those of us who have to interact with other human beings in order to have a job or to not feel completely destitute and alone. So we end up with abusive relationships because um, to answer a question that we all have, we do, I'm sorry, put off a I am traumatized vibe. As in, we tend to reveal through very subtle cues that My brain isn't fully representing who I am or who I could be and what I want, so this opens the door for you to stroll right in and just tell me how to use all of that to your advantage instead. Does that sound familiar? If you tend to be in controlling relationships, not only was this likely patterned by your family of origin, but your subsequent brain confusion about your value on this planet will keep you replaying those interactions on a loop with new characters who are really happy to fill the void. And the same goes for a lot of work opportunities, which, no, you aren't alone if holding a job destroys your head. We, trauma motherfuckers, often find that positions are unfulfilling and we end up being over-responsible for everybody. We end up in places that are full of toxic vibes and we get stuck there oftentimes because they feel so close to home. So complex trauma sets us up to be mutable in most situations Not just in relationships as we traditionally think of them, but also in our work relationships, our educational environments, and our community influences. We're extremely sensitive to other people's energies and perceived interpretations of us. We are preoccupied with trying to analyze our place in whatever social structure we engage with, looking for signs of danger. This means... Yeah, we are trained to bend to the will of other people, to actively predict their future actions, and to put ourselves last so that we feel worthy of any positive regard at all. Or, alternatively, we might refuse to engage with any of these other performing patterns and wind up completely self-isolating through obstinance and anger. We might become fearful overachievers or defiant underachievers, sometimes fluctuating from one to the other. But either way, with complex trauma, other people are dangerous feeling for us. Life seems unpredictable all the time because we live in a world that requires human interactions. And those undesired events are often like pulling the grenade pin in your brain one wrong move, one wrong word from another human, or even one wrong impression that their energy is revealing negative thoughts about you. And you might fall into a self-assessment rabbit hole that only ever leads back to the ways that you are disgusting, foundationally damaged, and unacceptable for viewing. Now, this happens because your brain was trained to shame itself into submission, not because you are weak-minded. This is an evolutionary function turned into a weapon by the people who needed to control you from the inside out. But there are plenty of entire episodes available on that. So back to this talk. With a whole lifelong pocket full of, please don't even look at me, I'm not worth breathing. We're chronically on edge, searching for signs that we are at risk and making them up at times when our brain doesn't know that there's any other option for life. Like not being scared and predictively expecting doom around every single corner. That seems like a good reason to get scared and start predictively expecting doom around every single corner. And I guess that's another CPTSD brain pattern that we definitely need to bring up. Let's talk about hypervigilant premonitions of terror. So, we operate very logical brains, right? And that means that we predict the future based on the past. But for us, the past hasn't been so fucking wonderful. In fact, when things were semi-settled, that generally meant that they were about to be rapidly unsettled, didn't it? So we assume that the worst is always yet to come, even when nothing is happening. We're always in the line of fire. Bad things are always headed our direction. People are always going to hurt us. The world is a scary and cruel place. This lifetime is the worst destination in the entire universe. But we also might estimate that we're the worst of it all. Or we might decide that we're the helpless victim of it all. Or Because of having gone through so many raging shit streams, we feel like we're the most amazing, glorious, entitled victor of it all. Or all of the above, somehow, just back and forth. And this brings us to the final point. We aren't sure who we are, or what we're worth, or what we should expect, or where we fit into this whole scheme. So we kind of try to figure it all out from every direction we've heard one thing or another our entire lives often very variably depending on the circumstances outside of our control that were very often causing emotional dysregulation in people around us and so we became the scapegoat who needed to be able to understand everything from everyone else's point of view and on that note Those old trauma partners, the people who you have designed faulty brain coding with. If you keep them in your mental orbit now, even as an adult, you should probably know that they have the power to hurt your head. They can halt your progress and instill additional personal upset because they can trigger a lot of past memories and behavioral programs, including an increased hypervigilance in your adult life. And they will also probably shit all over your attempts to get some actual help for the things that they've been willfully ignoring. Because, you know, it wasn't all that bad. And other people, definitely them at the top of the list, have had it so much worse. And essentially, if you weren't tied to the shed and beat with a broom handle every night, what do you even have to complain about? Well. At least now, you know, you have a few things to at least be aware about. (laughs) And there's a whole army of people out there like you who also can't stop tripping themselves up, sabotaging everything and acting for acceptance of everyone but themselves, just like you have because of people who are a lot like your caretakers in their past as well. There are reasons why your brain, the biological organ, which is different from you, the whole creature with some sort of karmic value, works this way. And more importantly, there are ways to fix it. And that is the point of this show. It's really not digging into the trauma on repeat. I mean, we have done that already in the past many months of this production, But we're more interested in understanding how it forced our synaptic program development and then learning how to undo the coding that we never knew we were carrying because it all seemed perfectly in line with what everyone else has to go through according to our limited experiences and what our family says. And on that note, I just want to start wrapping this up with one last reminder that trauma does not have to look any particular way. It doesn't have to fit into the category of extreme physical abuse or any other examples that I've provided. And that makes it even harder to diagnose or disable when those unwanted brain ticks are so subtle and tucked away in our history. And that's why a lot of us fail to get the right answer in the first place or to find professional help that actually can help. CPTSD, in my opinion, can be more easily diagnosed from the litany of symptoms that we've already touched on, rather than starting with the identification of nuanced, normalized, lifelong bullshit hidden away in your brain programming. So if this has all sounded way too familiar so far, if your whole mental health history has been a flurry of checking new boxes, your physical health degrades without warning, and your life tends to follow looping patterns of extreme behaviors in one black and white direction or another, you might want to start to guess that it could be complex trauma and get some professional help and start working out those bugs with someone who can tell you what is and isn't acceptable human-to-human behavior. What is and isn't worth keeping in your possible brain apps for daily operation? What you need to remember most of all, though, is that all of this is fixable. You don't have to keep operating a system that gives you bad information and instructional programs, which then lead to unwanted life outcomes. You can rewire your brain. You can grow beyond your family narratives. You can learn to live alongside yourself without all the resentment and fear. You can escape from this zoo. And that's what we're going to start talking about next time. Not not the black sheeping part that you'll absolutely endure from your family and friend group if you start making these positive changes. And not my story of that leading up to this current moment. We will get to that some other day eventually. But the best course for getting started on making these brain changes as humans who have often been failed by modern psychology and tend to feel nothing but terror at the thought of engaging in another therapeutic disaster. So let's meet back here next time and let's chat about the challenges of therapy and the best suggestions a motherfucker can give you for having a successful round of trauma counseling. Because no, all therapy is not equal. All therapists are not equal. But a good one will change your life. And your complex trauma is going to require a different approach than talk therapy if you don't want to trigger yourself to high hell to flop around and slop while trying to fix that wiring issue in the first place. Sounds good? Good. Awesome. Well, Thanks for the chat on this shit show we may have known as CPTSD undiagnosed thus far. And I will see you next time when we wrap about finally getting into effective trauma therapy. Cheers, fuckers. So, are you a little anxious to get started on this trauma recovery thing? Do you need the detailed depths of these discussions, like, right away? well, good news, it's been done, for a whole mix of trauma talk, discussions of particular brain patterns, and journal-like revealing reflections on actually living the life behind high-achieving closed doors, check patreon.com slash traumatized motherfuckers and get access to this full backlog of prior podcast episodes. It'll run you the cost of a cup of coffee with post-pandemic inflation taken into account, and you will get like 150 or 200 episodes to dig into right away where we have already figured out all of the facts that you have heard here so far, greatly expanded and including accounts from other motherfuckers from around the world, just like you. Then, if you take a listen to this full catalog of episodes and decide that maybe you're kind of into what we do around here, spoilers, I'm not for everyone, you might want to take this a step further. If you've never heard anyone talk about your brain like this before, spoilers again, you are not alone in any of this. And you might want to hit up the Traumatized Motherfuckers private Discord community where we chat about these realizations and ways to make it all stop nonstop. It's a 24-7 chat community for support and seeing the light. Just know, we focus on healing, not on digging around in the muck, okay? This isn't a crisis line or a woe is me dumping ground. You can find those on Reddit and Facebook anytime. This is a way for us to learn together and move on with better brains. So hit up patreon.com and search traumatized motherfuckers to see if any of these additional resources might be a good fit for you. Please remember, I am not a professional anything, and engaging in the podcast or community community is not a substitute for any kind of trauma therapy. And please don't ever forget about getting into the complex trauma Bibles. They are from surviving to thriving and the body keeps the score. From surviving to thriving, and the body keeps the score. If you would rather get your education that way, I highly recommend that you just give them a Google or just search the words complex trauma books, and I promise they will come right up. So that's it, friends. Those are the ways that you can start learning more about your brain and maybe um, the dark mark of your life so far. and then start to move forward from it. I'll see you there at patreon.com. Just search Traumatized Motherfuckers if you want to jump in. And please don't also forget about hitting up the Instagram account at traumatized.motherfuckers, where you can get bite-sized bits of this conversation and snarky memes, too. Because, you know, this fucked up life can still be kind of funny. Or at least our brains can be. Enjoy, y'all. My name is Jess, a const achiever, passable, real human adult, sometimes, and previously secret, recovering, dramatized motherfuckers. And I will catch you here next time. Hail yourself, hail King Archie, and hail the answers you've always been waiting for to finally understand your stupid fucking brain. Bye. <music>